0: Hey guys, Dustin Vaughn Warnke here with Texas Fishing Game Magazine and uh, the Texas Outdoor Nation, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. Really excited to have the opportunity to be with you guys again uh, for this ICAST special edition of the Best of the Outdoors podcast. I uh, will start it like I normally do with my normal opener, but I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. We called this uh, live stream when we, we taped it live stream, Total Chaos, because that's pretty much what it was. Uh, Chester Moore, Cal Gonzalez, uh, obviously both writers, editors. Editors and columnists for the magazine, uh, and then myself, contributing editor and feature article writer for the magazine, and uh, just really had a good time on this podcast. Very spirited discussion about what we saw at ICAST, uh, the the fishing uh, trade show that we do here in Florida every summer, and uh, just bringing some coverage on that, and just some fun, spirited talk about the outdoors and everything that we're doing. Cal was uh, been here since Tuesday of this week, and this is going to be releasing Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, your time and um, basically this is uh, just a lot of fun. Cal's uh, been a columnist for us for several years. Uh, he's gone through a lot of health problems and stuff and has kind of you know, uh, uh, triumph victorious over a lot of that stuff and he's just got a great message and a great story and I'm happy to have him. It's his first time on the show. Didn't know how this would go but he really said after the podcast was over that he really enjoyed this. And I was really happy to have the opportunity to connect with you guys, the listeners. So, anyway, please head over to fishgame.com. We're going to have blogs and all kinds of coverage from ICAST. Our Facebook page is really where the hot button of activity is happening right now. And uh, that is uh, fishgame.com. I'm sorry, uh, Facebook. And there's just a keyword search, Texas fishing Game. And uh, we'll come up and you'll see all the live feeds and live uh, streams that Chester has been doing. One thing I do want to apologize... Uh, that I've been filming Chester do some stuff and then he's been doing his own thing walking around the show floor because I've got meetings with advertisers, but the cool thing about uh, what we were trying to do today was live stream. I accidentally live streamed under my own profile, my own personal profile, not the Texas Fish and Game profile. <laughs> so I feel like a dummy there. But anyway, it, it, it all worked out and we were able to share that post. And you can see the live podcast as it happened. The sound quality is a little bit better with this microphone uh, inside of the actual uh, podcast itself that you're listening to here. Um, but uh, we also had this live streamed at our Facebook page. Just keyword search Texas Fishing Game if you haven't done already lots of other live streams especially chester's conversation with the florida bass that was one of the best it's one of the highlights of the show thank you guys so much for watching reading and listening here's our show From deep in the heart of Orlando, Florida, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast. Brought to you by Texas Fishing Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas outdoor nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Von Warke, joined here by Cal Gonzalez and Chester Moore. How are you gentlemen doing today? Did you say Von Eric? like the no. Von did he say Von Eric. no he didn't say Von Eric. Okay, but I he said
1: Von Eric. He, he said Dustin I thought you meant Dustin Rhodes <laughs> look, I mean, what is this and yeah. already the you know, train I, is delayed look look, good gold <laughs> dust. Look, look look first first, you post date the check yeah. and then you tell me it's Dustin
2: and I well, where's the gold makeup I don't uh, it's it's not working for me but uh, All right, well, we well, are well. actually in Outdoor's location, and uh, we've been at the ICAST show so Dustin roll with
0: it buddy alright man so we've we've Noticing some stuff in the outdoor industry and the fishing industry right now that is, um, you know, of interest. uh, Things that caught our eye just like we did with the show yesterday. And uh, what did you guys see first?
1: Well, you want to take this first? Go with it, buddy. All right. You know, um, I'm going to make a little confession. I have always been a little bit wary of kayaks. Okay. You know, I've been very paranoid about it, um, especially because I've been so sick for so long. And now I'm healthy, but um, one of the booths I was asked to go check in on um, dealt with kayaks. And um, I could safely say I'm beginning to be a convert. The um, advancements in the technologies of kayaks, the features that modern kayaks um, have, yes. are quite, and frank, quite frankly, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they are the equivalent, I'd say, in stability and fishability of a good John boat.
2: Yeah, oh, I was actually at Hobie it. right before we walked out of the show, and, um, and I always go by their booth every year. And I'm not a kayaker, you know, uh, but looking at the technology that's available now, and, and the stabi- really the stability thing, and the test they put them through, it's, it's pretty incredible. And one thing's for sure, kayaks aren't a trend. They're here to stay. No,
1: they are here to stay, and they are really an affordable and effective medium for um, anglers who cannot afford a boat to get on the water yes. and locate fish and enjoy a more enhanced fishing
0: experience than they might get otherwise. Yep, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We talked about that last night on the, Then we didn't tell you this, Cal, but we talked about this last night on the show that Chester and I did. It's making it more accessible to people that uh, want to get out on the water but don't have a huge budget. Yeah. That's the whole thing I was and
2: saying.
1: Not only that, but they can actually access areas that even the best shallow-running
2: boats can't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean you know, there is that advantage for sure. You know, yeah. huh? I ran into one company today called Biak. B i k a c. you know what I'm saying. Biak, like kayak, but with a B i. Yes. Yeah. Okay. B i y a k. Okay, I'm600. I'm i sorry. It's been a long day. <laughs> um, so basically, they have probably the most stable platform of a sup board, but two two long uh boards that basically are connected on the top with like a flat board okay so two long um flotation you know parts with the with the with the top i don't know what the right technological technological terms are on that but uh, it was really stable i mean i was just like wow this is something i could really fish with you know um you know and not worry about tumping over you know very easily when i
2: was a kid if you wanted a flat board you had to like glue a couple of pl- uh, <laughs> pieces of plywood together and you know stand out there on it and you know, maybe paint a camo for effects <laughs> And uh, nowadays, you got stuff that actually uh, is professionally precision made for those uh, for us poor boys who actually uh, go out there and don't want to you know mortgage the house, remortgage the house right. to buy a boat. Yep. Yeah. You, know?
1: you don't need a fa- house payment to be able to <laughs> to get on the water. Right. Um, you know. And my wife thought it was ridiculous because she had been talking to me. She goes, "We need to go to these these kayak um, booths." And I said, "I don't want to go." And she goes, "Look, you, you got to diversify." And I was like, I don't want to diversify. I want to be set in my ways. And That's right. She made me go, and I was really impressed. And in the span of maybe 15 minutes, I went from being skeptical to being excited about kayaks. Well,
0: I've said it before. It's not your grandfather's kayak anymore. No, you're I mean, right. The innovation and the stability of making them wider, making them more stable and everything like that, making them thinner, like Diablo, for instance. They make a thinner, wider kayak. Um, you know, they that, that, that's the kind of trend I like to see Because you can use it as not only a kayak But possibly a board But you want to stand up and fish And I like to stand up and fish Yeah, so, that's exactly you right You know,
2: uh, one of the last appointments I had today Was with P-Line And um, I, I, call, I always call myself kind of a line snob Yeah Because I'm really <laughs> into I think people uh, overlook How important all the different kind of lines you can use as different tools. That's exactly right. And they have a a grand It's it's called the uh, it's a Grand Slam. I think it's the Gulf Coast or Gulf Slam or something like that. It's it's from p line, but it's a fluorocarbon. And one thing I have noticed is every line company I've approached, they've always had fluorocarbons. But now that's the first thing they want to show me this year. Yeah. Everybody wanted to pump out a fluorocarbon. Everyone's very excited
1: about fluorocarbons. Yeah. Um, you know, and and um, the diversity of the different brands of fluorocarbon—you have you have them from Trilene, you have them from Stren, you have them from P-Line. Yeah. You have them. Um, you have them all over. You know, and they are very excited about it. And um, one of the reasons is that the technology has come to the point where P-Line, or excuse me, fluorocarbon. Yeah is beginning to
2: develop the same soft qualities of a good monofilament. Yeah, because the first fluorocarbon I fished back in the late 90s, mm-hmm. it was like the weird cable out there. Yes, yeah. and they
1: they were a terror to tie in knots. Mm-hmm. They they um mm-hmm. they weren't very sensitive. I mean, for something with so little stretch, they were just there was it was dead. It was very dead in feel. Yeah. But these days, you know, the the there's a lot a lot more forgiving um, fluorocarbons out there. Um, they sell the sensitivity of the lines. Sure. Um, you can actually fit more fluorocarbon onto Uh-oh. your reel. It used to be that if you had, say, a Shimano Stradic 2500 mm-hmm. um, that normally carried, say, 140 yards of 10-pound test line mm-hmm. of typical monofilament, you could only fit maybe 90 to 100 yards of similar weight fluorocarbon. Because the diameter was so thick, mm-hmm. but now it's closer to monofilament, but it still has the abrasion-resistant qualities.
2: It, that's and that's really the key, yeah. you know. Is that is that, that's what they're everybody is pumping abrasion resistance. Yes, right. You know, and um, I use fluorocarbon typically when I go into a situation of clear water because yes. it's got the same refractive properties as water, basically. Yes. And um, but being able to if you're fishing over shell in that kind of area. Fluorocarbon might be something you want to do if you're going to a braid.
1: That's exactly right, because even braid, it, all it takes is one little nick mm-hmm. of a shell on braided line, and you yep. lose the whole facility. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, I've, I've heard of many of that. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's happened to me, too.
1: Yeah. In fact, I know a lot of surf fishermen these days, at least down on South Padre Island, are using more and f- more fluorocarbon mm-hmm. when they make their long casts, because braid will slide along the sandbar Mm -hmm. and eventually fail whereas whereas um, a very good fluorocarbon will resist that that abrasion very interesting you know yeah
0: that's really good that's really good um, there's a wide variety of different things one of the things I didn't mention last night was uh, arctic ice which is these ice replacement packs we have a deal going on on uh, fishgame.com right now staying cool on outdoor adventures Chester and I worked on Yep. and uh, ice replacement the thing that's a compliment to ice replacement packs like that that are durable I have dropped mine a few times haven't had any ma- major issues Um, The thing that's really nice is an extreme cooler, and one of the companies that's worked with us and sponsored one of these podcasts we've done is uh, Frio Coolers, and they've got the extreme uh, hard side, soft side coolers. They have a Texas uh, soft side vault that I love, and I got to go by and visit with them this week, and um, it was just great to see them and catch up with everything. You know, uh, it's just one of the things where they, they're starting to diversify into clothing and all kinds of different, you know, uh, other things that are all about the Texas outdoor lifestyle because they're a Texas-based company. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you brought up an interesting word there, diversifying. Yes. Uh, it seems that a lot of the companies this year are showing greater diversity than um, they used to. Mm-hmm.
2: You yeah, know, and, and it's really interesting, and, and this is probably way off the path, but I, I find it greatly interesting, but we, we thought it was diversity when you just kind of had women Getting involved. Yeah, right. I love the fact I'm seeing African Americans mm-hmm. more in, as pro fishermen yeah. here. Yeah, Ish Monroe. Uh, Ish Monroe, and, and a lot of some guys on FLW and stuff Tariqa like that. Whitty, a lot more women professional fishermen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, some Asian fishermen. So I think it's great now that we're seeing more of an even playing field out there. Because uh, fishing's for anybody. Yes, you're right. And that's a beautiful thing. F- you know?
1: Fishing is one of the most proletarian sports you can find. Mm-hmm. You know, a because word for this
0: podcast. Guys. There you go. He's a teacher. <laughs> Ladies and so, gentlemen, okay. that's your word for the day. Okay, proletarian. I've right. never heard I about that way. one. <laughs> uh,
1: but um, it's, it, there, there's a lot of chances for this equality. It's very much like soccer. Soccer, all you needed was a ball, and you can play the game with your friends. Yeah. Fishing is the same way. You do not need a fancy rod and reel. To, and and, and two hundred dollars worth of lures right in order to fish you can grab kite stream bend yep. bend a, a, a pin mm-hmm. dig up grab a grasshopper and you yeah, can business. fish
2: just about anywhere an irrigation ditch is a good spot it can catch you can catch fish dude that was funny i was I was going by a spot and there's a sewage ditch it still pumps yeah. out raw sewage oh my goodness know, in, in an area and there's a Sabine river a half mile away down the same road. Oh my there's a goodness. family with bobbers fishing the sewage ditch.
0: Oh, my god!
2: Wow. And I, and I wanted to stop and go, yeah. you know, the Sabine River is like literally Just a little way a half that. a mile that yeah. way. There's a pier you can over there. They're in the sewage ditch. So, it's clean water. Well, there's a sewage ditch in the open sea. Fishing yeah. <laughs> <Well>, has an <laughs> equality for you know, everyone. Well, exactly. Well, you know, let
1: me tell you, I, I've seen YouTube videos on this that in the roadside bar ditches here in Orlando and in Miami and every place... They can actually catch exotics. Wow. There was a there was a video of a guy and he was catching Mayan
2: cichlids <laughs> <laughs> out of a bar ditch. I you know, i have been in trouble. I, <laughs> right? I thought like a gretel was a trophy fish as a kid. If I was catching Mayan cichlids and peacock bass in a yeah. ditch, I would have moved into the ditch. Right, never no. left. <laughs> Chester, true. it's time to come home.
1: No. I am home, mother. <laughs> I am home. I live here. Good <laughs> for me. Yeah. Oh my goodness, but yeah, seeing some of the things they were catching, they he actually caught. An Amazon catfish. One of the, the, the ones that looked like they were created by Dr. Seuss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was it weighed at least 30 pounds. That's epic. Oh, my goodness. They put it in a cooler. They took it to their, their pond in front of his apartment complex and dumped it in there. You know, and who knows how big that thing is by now because... It's got all those tilapia and whatever else is in that <laughs> pond to eat.
2: That's crazy. Fifi the Poodle, one <laughs> for a drink. Yeah, right. Fifi, <laughs> where are you? All of a sudden, the you dog You just goes see a missing. tail that wide. <laughs> it's gone. It
0: just disappears underwater. Oh,
2: my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to design a lure, a poodle lure, name it Fifi, a topwater. There,
0: there you go.
1: The tail is that <laughs> like a propeller.
0: It's no different than these wood duck lures that we've seen. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. You know, or I mean, or the, the rat lures. The rat lures, yeah. You know?
1: There, I, there was one at the New Tackle Showcase. I swear to God, it was big enough to be a baby <laughs> possum. Oh, my. Well, mm-hmm.
0: and, yeah, the big long plugs and stuff we've been seeing for top yeah. water and stuff. Oh, it's yeah. crazy, man. Um, yeah. The yeah. one thing that I'll never forget, and this is one of my old-time old stories, my dad and I were fishing. I was learning how to side cast and kind of flip stuff out mm-hmm. there, and I caught him in the back with a 2 prong topwater mouse that Oops. has this two right in the back and man and we still tell that story and laugh about it it wasn't funny when it happened no it should, but anyway i just thought that was funny as, yeah. as it mouse. said in the title total chaos <laughs> there you go <laughs> who knows where we're gonna go there Mouse you go. lures are still you yeah, are still on the market i guess Mouse yeah, lures really an around. amazonian catfish oh, in the ditch
1: how, how many of you remember hedden making that um that lure that looked like a blackbird I do. I do. I remember I had one. But
2: Aaron Martins won a tournament, I think it was two years ago in Arizona, fishing the bird pattern. Because the, bird the birds patter. were nesting under the bridge. Yeah. Oh and the babies God. a lot of babies were getting yeah. dumped over in the water and he had something with feathers or, or, or some kind of a soft jig he was yeah. fishing. So Hedden may have been ahead of the time. We don't know. Yeah. Are you telling me that Aaron Martins gave those bass the bird? I think he did. Oh my oh
0: goodness. My
1: Stone cold Aaron Martins. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there we well <laughs> that all being said y'all realize under the Congress Bridge on Lady Bird Lake um in, in my part of Texas in Austin bats, the bat the, the bat patterns yeah. b- the bat patterns I'm yeah. just sitting there going well why don't we just make like a uh uh how am I saying this bird turd? yeah like bat pattern, bat turd. or bird guano turd right totally yeah, guano it. yes yeah, guano
2: so yeah. I told you this is epic chaos What we are talking about. It gives a
1: whole new meaning to dough ball. <laughs> More like do-ball. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to say that one. I'm bad. <laughs> so, you want to get this back on track, Dustin? All right, sorry, <laughs> go
0: ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to be the host of this program, but I don't <laughs> Good, luck. Uh, good <laughs> luck. you got a drama king and another radio host. You're in trouble. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. You are. Don't are push ten. it. I'll give you my mad dog, Michonne Just like invitation. yesterday, <laughs> just like last show, this is the podcast takeover here again, so... <laughs> Anyway, but um, what else did you guys say? <coughs> well,
2: um, one of the things, I was at Costa today, and um, it was not necessarily what I saw in terms of like the product that went, oh, that's awesome, because it was a great product, but it's the putting your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. Thing. Um, they are, of course, doing the Kick the Plastics campaign. Yes. yes. And I think that's incredible that they're, and they actually have fishing guides on a program where they're committing to not using plastic water bottles and stuff yes. like that. And they've actually know that they've been able to trace more than a million plastic water bottles that haven't been used. Yeah. Well, Whoa. how
1: many of you have seen? And I know it's made its circulation both on Facebook and on YouTube. How many of you have seen that that litter pile, that litter mat, mm-hmm. that is in the far East yep. Pacific? Yeah. That is larger than the size of, than the state of Texas. Holy smokes! You know, I mean, the first time I saw that, it gave me pause. It's heartbreaking. You know, I mean because the amount of devastation the amount of damage the amount of irreparable harm being mm-hmm. done to our to our ocean Yep. Right,
2: you, know? Right. you know you know it's and interesting you say that because um irreparable because the plastic's not going anywhere no it doesn't it's going to be there a
1: thousand a million years from now yeah you if, know? You,
2: if you look at um they also have a, a program where they actually have a um, uh, the frames made out of recycled fishing nets. That, yes, that are uh, we've seen from that. Chile, and it's incredible what they're doing here. So I salute Coaster for yeah. the commitment to that. It's, it's laudable, you're right. It's it, very laudable. And what I like about it is, you know, we, we are for an outdoors publication. And um, I've had people say things like, because I'm, I'm, I'm radical enough to be for get ready for this clean water.
0: Oh, 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 wow, yeah. And, oh, and, and, and stuff really like that. So not there. getting too political here. <laughs> but I will
2: say this. Uh, you know, most outdoorsmen tend to be right politically, that kind of stuff. But I will say this. Clean environment is not a right or a left right. issue. No, it's it is human, it shouldn't be. It's a talked, human yeah, It's a human issue. issue. Yeah. So, so somebody said, it. why are you so much, again, writing so much about the PCBs in Galveston Bay? I said, MD Anderson Cancer Hospital. Yeah, that's, yes. that's my case. That's so that's our little thing, but I'm glad that there's a company out there that's doing something yes, like that. And you right. see other companies that may not be involved in necessarily environmental in terms of habitat, but they're certainly promoting um, conservation of specific species. And they're, they're going Those to begin,
1: follow, they have to follow suit. They have to follow suit. Um, I remember I was... You ever you, If you've been ever reading my column, you've re- heard about Larry Corbett. Oh, yeah. Um, he and I were fishing one time, and um, I caught my first legit taggable redfish yeah. ever. And so we tagged him. He was just only 29 inches, but yeah. I tagged it. We took it home, and Larry was filleting it, and he calls me over here in that big growly biker voice. Hey, Cal, come on over here. Yeah. And so I come over, and he shows me... That this redfish,'s gut, had not one, not two, but three four-inch Cocaho plastic minnows in his gut. Wow, that he goodness. had eaten. you know, And um, wow. he goes, "Look at that. You want to know why I use gulp? That's why I use gulp." Yeah,
2: yeah you know that's and,
1: and um, it had never occurred to me. That the soft plastics that you might tear off your jig head and throw away, and yeah. throw them overboard
0: the be because
2: you don't want to mess up your boat,
0: yeah.
1: get eaten by these fish and they never get digested. Yeah, yep. sure. You know. Yeah.
2: So that, that that's a that's a great anecdotal story on that yeah. because I'm sure a lot of people have encountered uh, different things like that. I've seen uh, fish with uh, monofilament wrapped around them.
1: I've seen turtles with it. Yeah. I have.
2: I saw. I caught a trout
1: one time that had a six-pack holder stuck. On his head like a gillnet. Oh my God! You know, I mean, and it had been on him for a while because he had grown oh, around the, yeah. it. Yeah, it was, you know. And I could first off, I couldn't believe the durability of that trout to be able to survive like that. Yeah. But I was also a little bit embarrassed that someone would just throw
2: it overboard. and yeah. yeah. not think They're twice not about it. Yeah. So our industry is taking a response to this yes. sure. and and doing some you know some things that are really good. There's a conservation alley isle area and uh you got everybody i've been talking to the national marine sanctuaries people different fish uh, fish and game departments down there so that's really really good stuff now uh dustin asking you since your show is there (laughs) anything you know because a lot of times a host with other guests we get to really talk (laughs) what they want to talk about yeah uh, since especially since you
0: have me and cal on here uh
2: so is there anything at the show that surprised you
0: uh, this uh, back to products real quick. Yeah. This, this one particular uh, thing from iBobber which they have the NetFish app, which if you check out, it's kind of like a fishing social media app. And they ran some uh, some advertising with us digitally last summer. And basically, they uh, I'm reviewing this uh, iBobber Bluetooth scale, and what it basically does is um, is basically uh, measures your length and your weight and transforms that information from your scale to the app, the, the iBobber app, on your phone. And that's kind of cool because it's one of those things that, that nobody's really, you know, done that well at, I don't think, as far sure. as bringing you something. You get your date, time stamps, so on and so forth, when you caught that fish, the size, the length, so on and so forth. So I think it's kind of a cool thing. And it all runs on Bluetooth, you know, which is all the rage these days, too. So um, there's that. And, I mean, just this overall, I mean, it. I, I guess I have the, the overall... Mindset that fishing is is alive and well, and I always had that thought. You know, wherever I go to shot show or NRA or any of these other ones, we do these special podcasts where I'm like, okay, is there the future for this? But to see as many young people as we see at the mm-hmm. show, to see as many you know different ethnicities, like we said before, Asian, Black, you know, White, so on and so forth. I mean, it's really encouraging. You know, so- well, you know, we Texas
2: Fishing Game was the first magazine to put um, college bass fishermen teams on the cover. That's exactly right. We're the first one, at least in Texas, to deeply cover high school bass fishing. So there's a lot of uh, commitment to youth here at Texas Fishing Game, and there's a lot of commitment to youth uh, growing in the industry. Because what I've seen is a lot of um, lip service in the past of let's take kids fishing for a day, which is a nice gesture, but they're figuring out that hasn't worked. We're going to have to have a continued program to get Well, you
1: know, um, I was listening to... um, one of the lindners, um, one of the many lindners, at the DIAWA press conference talking about how Minnesota mm-hmm. has a deeply ingrained fishing program in all of its high schools. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, they are, it's, it's just like the old adage, teach a man to fish, he, yeah. he right. can feed for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. They are teaching these children not just to fish, but to fish well. And to have knowledge about the techniques right. to have knowledge about the applications, and he was amazed at how sophisticated some of these these young anglers have become, yeah, you know, and I think it's indeed a tragedy that the state of Texas and there are a lot of school districts in this state with a lot of financial resources mm-hmm. that are more obsessed with building up with, with, with building up their 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 surplus literally into the hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm and they are reluctant to throw a little bit of money because it wouldn't cost much to start a program like that. They are unwilling to put a little bit of money towards starting an angling program to teach, you know, and it's not just to teach them how to fish, it's to teach these these young men and
2: women a different way to spend their time right. yes and a healthy outdoor lifestyle yes, yes. exercise about just simply going outside to
1: become stewards of their environment right. exactly because exactly.
2: who is the first person that's going to want clean water someone who harvests fish from yeah water. the fishermen yeah exactly. even if they're, right they're catching or release they're going to want to preserve the resources exactly so yeah. i think it's one of those things but uh unfortunately in our state as much as i love it and i love sports that if it doesn't involve a ball <laughs> exactly. Uh, typically, it doesn't get funded as much. So that is one of the problems. So if it doesn't involve a ball, I remember being in journalism class, we wanted a, um, to use the van to go to a UIL competition, yeah. but there wasn't funds for us to get the gas to use the van, but the football team had a $60,000 shoe budget yeah, that year. Right. So this is what it goes back to. Yes, we are ranting because it's our podcast, and that's what we can yeah. do. Or his podcast. And we're ranting on his podcast and causing major chaos. Yes, that's true. But the point is, fishing is a great thing and uh the high school fishing thing but that's kind of independent uh because it's not being done through like uil or one of those kind of things exactly so i think it's kind of the wild west which is good because there's still people autonomous and be able to make their own decisions and those kind of things out there but funding of and there are numerous people i talked to today um, who have conservation fishing programs curriculum for schools yes
1: there there are there are essential knowledge and skill lesson plans out there for a fishing program through what is ubiquitously, ubiquitously called the vocational pro- program in each school,
2: yeah,
1: you know, um, and it, and I don't understand how the University Interscholastic League can sanction cheerleading. they started sanctioning cheerleading. And yeah. I'm not going to. I'm it's not knocking on yeah, cheerleading. No, no, no. Don't write me and tell me <laughs> that I don't understand the importance of cheerleading. Cal said it, folks, not me. But <laughs> I don't understand how they can sanction such events and not sanction. An event such as fishing.
2: Yeah. That's it, a great point, you know. And um, so if we went to... Let's think about ICAST. Mm-hmm. Let's think about um, the, the idea of a, of a quality curriculum for kids. Dustin, if you... We're picking the first item a kid should know about in a fishing curriculum. What would you think would be
0: should be front and center? Uh, could I say water safety? Would yep. that be important? Oh, that's awesome. Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't you know. It's your was, podcast. I know, but it wasn't, it know, a, but it wasn't a trick question or anything. All right, um, because man, that's that's what this whole show has been about. Is because I know we have some younger listeners out there, and the thing that I is close to my heart is the outdoor lifestyle and just everything that we yeah. are you know we are about with with the texas fishing game message that we get out and that's that's something that i want our youth to pick up and and you know be entertained by and motivated by and you know have hope with so what about you kyle i agree water safety and more
1: importantly the responsible use of um of your fishing tackle
0: Yep. You, you can, know, can only pick safe one cow. you can tackle. only pick one. Well, well I, hey, I'm Cal. <laughs> uh, all right, I can all right. pick two. That's right, you can pick two, okay, That's I'm sorry. You pick three then. That's right. There you go, you're, you're oh, the, the boss. Just just got one. All right, so, uh, no,
2: actually, mine, of course, would be um, uh, wildlife identification. Right, yes. And, uh, and also understanding uh, the aquatic environment. Yeah. Uh, because one thing, uh, I was talking with my friend Rick Klund, which freaks me out that I can say that. Uh, Rick Klund. And Name dropper. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> Name dropper. You <laughs> drop more names that. of wrestlers than anybody <laughs> I know. Me. yeah, <laughs> i right, so me Rick Klund out there. I just talked to him on the way out. That's so, right. Awesome. He said one time, he said, what's happening is the young anglers coming up are incredible in the technological part. Yes. But they're missing instinct. Because now they can run a bunch of GPS numbers until they find a spot. Yeah. But they don't know that, might not understand that moment when that temperature drops just a little bit. That means the barometric pressure or whatever's changing. Something's going on there, and you go, hey, when that happens, the fish will move out here. Yeah. Right. So, Boom. but I tell you this: so if you can create a program where they know how to be safe. They know how to be good stewards and they understand what they're catching why the fish are there you have a complete exactly. fisherman a complete steward we're probably do more for environmental stewardship in texas schools yep. than all the biology classes and everything combined oh, now you're
1: sure. exactly right about that but again it all goes back to the willingness and the wherewithal the wherewithal, wherewithal. there you go that's another word for you ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the will. this, 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 like this program is this program is being brought to you by the letter n <laughs>
0: And the number five.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> oh no! Cow, but
0: I knew when I introduced you to this microphone, I was just gonna just let it. The just rails go. of the crazy train. Uh, hey, yeah. I'm here all week. Oh, that's right. That's right. Be sure to t- to
1: tip the waiters. <laughs> that's right. Uh, no, but going back to what we were talking about, it it you have to get a superintendent and a school board that is willing to let it happen. Right. Yeah. And most aren't. No. Most no. aren't. Okay. They look at the dollars and cents of it, yeah. which is ridiculous because a school district in the Rio Grande Valley, the school board voted to sanction the school district buying their own voting machines, uh-huh. you know? So, yeah, yes, you want... The school district to control the school district elections. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, rather <laughs> right. than spending money on something like like curriculum, it, yeah. Of course, they eventually abandoned the the <laughs> idea because everyone didn't like it. But um,
0: got to sing for your own supper, man. I'm, yeah. really, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Well, that is. Well, you know, you know, getting back to the idea
2: of an eye cast or a show where the love of fishing that we're talking right. about, but well, we want to we want to translate that out to the public. Um, is alive and well. Um, I gotta say this about the fishing industry: um, the fishing industry in general. There are idiots and everything, right? Um, and there are plenty in the fishing industry too. But for the most part, it's probably the most friendly, outgoing, open, outgoing group of people. Very been, accepting. I've, I've people. ever been around. I've right. ever been around, and it's a salute to these people. So we're seeing the, the diversity grow. And here's the thing: no, look. If I'm a company, I'm in business to make money. Yes, but I have literally seen companies producing lures and things just to make sure that the average guy can get in on it. Yeah,
1: that's one thing I've always I, I I've always expounded on, and it, again, it's something to applaud them for, that a lot of these fishing companies want to enhance the fishing experience for the angler by making it easier to mm-hmm. enjoy, it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, you know they they. Um, I I can imagine how many times an angler's out there who has gotten tremendously frustrated trying to just simply cast a line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, sure. Without tangling or backlashing, Mm -hmm. you know, how how many anglers do you know, or how many people out there do you know, ultimately gave up fishing and took up something more banal like golf, (laughs) rather than. Doug Pike. Doug Pike. (laughs) (laughs) Rather than, rather than. figure out how to stop backlashing on, on, a, on a bait cast reel?
2: That's a great question. And you know? Doug, I love you. and you're but I can't play golf, so I don't play. But uh, Doug uh, writes about golf and all that stuff. And me and Doug actually had a similar discussion about um, one time about kind of the struggles of that everyday guy trying to get in. Yep. Like, like how do you get in now? Like, well, if you're older and maybe you didn't throw a fishing, how do you get into that market? Exactly. You know, because you go out there and you go to, a, you know, the worst, and I'm going to go ahead. This is this is going to get me in some deep, I don't care. All right, here we go. <laughs> all right, so if you want to go and you want to get offended in the outdoors industry, you go to an archery shop, okay? Because <laughs> there, there are, are a lot of folks on archery shops that aren't the friendliest folks yeah. in the world. A lot of great ones, but a, a, a lot of. the reason is all the bows are really expensive. Yes. And so a guy goes in there, and if he's at entry level, he's going to be shocked that sticker price may walk out. Doesn't know because bow shops typically don't carry lower end stuff. Yeah, you know? that's true. So the fishing side of the things... Um, the great thing is, you can go to a Walmart or an Academy or wherever else you want to go and pick up something
0: you can fish with for 25 bucks. Yes, or and have you have a can less. fish
2: with it. For under 20 sometimes. Well,
0: but in the fishing industry, you have the trout snobs, I mean, right? Yeah, they you know, are. They <laughs> you have talk them. Yeah. The tra- uh, we- I
2: invented that term. Can yeah. I just say that I invented Chester that talks term. about this all the time? I do air. talk about it. We talked about it. <laughs> we talk about yeah, it. we brought it. God bless the Lake Don Zidle for exciting things. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, what happens God. is you got the guys that are the elitist and everything. Right. But the yes. great part about fishing, the great equalizer is the fact. So I like fishing shows more than hunting shows. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of hunting shows, um, you know, you go to a, another, another high-fence place, you go to a high-fence place, they're, they know there are animals there, at least. Yes. So they know they're there. they are exactly right. But if you go right. fishing on a lake, the fish, you may be, you may be looking at the yep. fish, but he can he can make a decision, well, I don't yep. want to bite. So there's a great look equalizer, at yep. and the same <laughs> thing is, you can take a kid, go oh. back to kids for, and this is great, you can take a kid that's the outcast. Yes, That no one likes. Exactly that doesn't have athletic skill that's not going to be the you know not going to be the homecoming king or queen or whatever and this kid might be able to flip a jig like crazy yeah, right way. into a teacup exactly you know and then this kid can pick up that rod and reel and have a value in themselves and a skill that they can enjoy and that's what i love about schools having this and i love yes. about icast have an entire section 60 and 60 that thing we'll talk about probably the next um, time we do this all dedicated in how to grow the sport and get more kids involved. Right. It's exactly, amazing. it's amazing. Right. You
1: know, I want to go back to the trout snobs real quick because uh, I want to. I want to. I shouldn't have brought no, that up. No, please there don't. We go I, it. It. I, I love all of you. Don't write to me. Um, no. Um, the the funniest thing is, I remember with one angler, I got into a, a, a really animated discussion. This is good. about croaker. Oh yeah, oh, no. great no. croaker controversy. Let's, let's go into another. But, but name something that you brought up that you can go to the water. Yeah. And the fish might be there, but they're still not going to bite. Yeah, yeah. And I made that point. You know, croaker doesn't mean that the crowd just surrender. No. You know, you, they have to be actively feeding in order yeah, to, yeah, for yeah. it to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, Well, I hate croaker and you'll never see here see me use croaker. I go, Okay, that's fine. God bless you. So what does live Target come out with this year?
0: <laughs> yeah. They
1: come out with a croaker swim bait, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> and
1: I'm gonna buy a hundred of them. <laughs> And just hand them out when I go, the next time I go to Padre Island. <laughs>
2: now, the question is, this is the deep question. If it works, are they going to want to ban it? They wanted to ban Gulp at one point. <laughs> so, I know a couple of okay.
1: captains who wanted to ban Gulp. All right. If I it just, works, they will ban it. Can Why I just it?
0: say, does that still make you a croaker soaker? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No, so
2: I got, this is great. So a friend of mine who worked in the fishing industry in Minnesota like in the 70s. Yes. He wanted croaker band too? No, no, he (laughs) had a great story. So he had, his friend of his had some kind of one of these gimmick fishing things you'd advertise in the back of a wrestling mag or a comic book. I bought those. (laughs) So he had a, a representative in the House of Minnesota introduce a bill to ban it so it would sell. Oh, <laughs> bravo, oh, man. Story.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's how the helicopter lure became a rage.
0: <laughs>
2: so, yeah, um, you've got all these crazy gimmicks and all this stuff. This is, you know, I'm not talking about something you buy a tackle store. I'm talking about the back of a comet next to the yeah, X-ray glasses. Exactly. Right. You know, right. but th- th- it gets funny. But what great thing is now, me and, um, me and our boss, already and the walk walk around earlier, she's sitting on the other side of the camera right now, Hopefully, we don't drag her into the camera. Uh, (laughs) And um, uh, we were talking about how, like, most of the gear today is good. It's not like you're going from a, a booth and looking at crap gear and you're looking at midway gear and good gear. Yeah. Most of it's good. It's yeah, just, very high quality. And Most of it's going on whatever level you're interested or can right. afford to fish. Right, exactly. You know, because I remember before buying some cheaper stuff when I, you know, when before they sent me free stuff or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the only outdoor writer that will tell you I do get free stuff and, I, and yeah. I'm open about that. That yeah. We'll I'll get free I'll, stuff sent to test that. us, you know? Yes. And I remember when I, I used to have to buy like the 1995 rods, sometimes you'd You'd miss. But nowadays, even some of those rods at the bigger are very, retail are, are very good. Are really They're good very cow. effective. So that's sure. great. So all those of you listening out there don't have a lot of money, and you like you read you read Cal's Saltwater column or you, you see my stuff or whatever's going on, you listen to Dustin's podcast, don't think because we're at Texas Fishing Game and the greatest outdoor publication in, um, in Texas, of course. And, and Texas, Texas is always. the world. Yeah, <laughs> the Texas Outdoor Nation. Texas is Don't everything, think that sorry. you can't have just as good of an outdoor fishing or whatever you want to do uh, as any of us, because perhaps even better, right? You may be way better than us. Uh, I have skill because I developed it, I wasn't natural. Yeah, the reason I'm a good fisherman is because I know about the environment that I fish in, I can understand changes in it. Some guys pick up, have no idea about that, but know how to, they know every mechanical thing that makes it work, and that's what makes us all work. So, if you come to a show like this, they're trying to preserve the environment, but they're trying to put tools in your hands. Mm-hmm that allow you to be excellent fishermen. And they even had Thor's hammer, by the way. Oh, you really? See, you see Thor's hammer, there was a rock with Thor's hammer in it. And like, I, tr- I wasn't worthy, though. I tried to pull it out. So they what
0: got- What are air- you talking about, They Chester? had Thor's hammer. They in. had Thor's hammer? I'm not lying, I had not Thor's lying. hammer. Cause I, cause I, I actually in a booth were... today. Well then, you guys yeah, are gonna going to
1: see us. me much after tomorrow, because <laughs> I know I'm worthy.
2: There he goes. You're going to see Cal in <laughs> uh, leotards. With wings on my helmet. With long blonde hair. And wingless helmet, wielding a hammer. Just call me Loki. And, uh... <laughs> call me Loki. I'll sing call Carmina me. Burana just for call you. Me crazy or call me crazier. Call me Loki. Yeah. Please, yeah.
1: not right now. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a yo ho, yo ho. I can do Mad Dog Echon. Okay, <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to bat off your nose. Oh.
0: And we're off the rails again. Chaos, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's, it's the way to go. <laughs> it's the way to go for our Facebook Live it's, it's fun here. stuff, though. So. But look, we're all
2: brothers. Yeah, Texas, we're all brothers having a good time and yep. talking about the fishing show. We all feel blessed, I know. Oh, yes, very work, much so. We get to work for Texas Fishing Gaming in an industry that um, let us come work in it and, and yes. have a good time, man. We could be doing a lot worse stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's a tremendous blessing. It really is. Um, the outdoor experience is a healing Curative experience. It is. Um, I, you know, you know how sick
2: I've been the last two years. Yeah, Cal has been very, very, very ill.
1: And um, I fought through it. Yeah, I did. And one of the reasons I fought through it was that I didn't want to stop fishing, and more importantly, I didn't want to stop writing about it for the readers. I um, I got I got a um an email recently from from a um, a man who um said he reads my column as often as he can, and he wanted to get some information about how to fish for kingfish off the jetties at South Padre Island. Um, But along the way, he also mentioned how much it meant to him to be able to expose his nephews and his grandchildren to the fishing experience. And it struck me at that moment that he was asking me to help him facilitate this for his family. Yeah. And um, and I was just finally coming out the other side and coming out of that tunnel I'd been in that long night that was the last two years of my life and feeling good again. And then I realized that um, I was still being asked to share my experience mm-hmm. and my knowledge. And the that moment, you know, it was like what we talked about off camera before about when that wrestler, Stan Hansen, called me. Yeah. It was a very profound moment for me. Yeah, I hear you, man. You know, I mean, it meant a great deal. And um, it it took me a while to actually answer him, mainly because I wanted to get the information right for him. Sure. Yeah. But it it was an incredible blessing. And we are truly blessed to be able to
2: do this. Yeah. So well, I right? had a call today. Um, Aria, she handed me the phone. We went on to one of the appointments, and there was a reader that had called and he wanted to know uh, what issue this article I did about using a spinning rod, was it? Yeah. I told him, I said, I, I think it's the Mar- it's March or April. I said, I don't know which one, March or April, because I have both, I'll check it. because I'm trying to figure out how to catch a flounder. I've never caught a flounder in a fish in a tournament, i fishing from the bank. So I told him, I said, okay, um, you're not gonna see this a lot, but um, what you need to do, it's summertime. And you, Do you really wanna catch a flounder? Or do you want the challenge of catching a fly? All <laughs> right. I said, I want to uh, catch one, brother. Yeah, the said, heck with a challenge. Other. So I said, get a Carolina rig and some live shrimp. Yep. And if you walk along that shoreline, you see a lot of little shad on top of the water. You, you throw that Carolina rig and drag it. And I promise you, at some point this weekend, you're going to feel a beautiful thump and yes. catch a fish. So uh, that was an, an, an incredible experience. And I wasn't even someone who was facing what Cal was facing. So you guys out there lift us even in our darkest
0: times. yes yes you do
1: you know um and um i think i can speak for all of us when i say thank you for that yeah man you know this you are the reason we do this you you are the reason we do you do this and we enjoy it i more than enjoy it we love it yeah you know it's it's more i remember one time my dad asked me i don't know how you can fish I don't know how you can, you have to be so stubborn to fish. I can't do it. I don't have the patience. He goes, and that you can go and you can fish. And what blows me away is that you can keep going even after you don't catch anything. Go back again. He goes, I don't understand how you can do that. And I looked my dad right in the eye. And I'm surprised he didn't realize this about me because I've been fishing since I was six years old in a family that doesn't fish. And I told him, I don't fish because I like it, Dad. I fish because that's who I am. There you go. You know? There you go.
0: I mean... I fish, therefore I am. Yeah, There you go.
2: I'll think of a better way to end the show. <laughs> yeah. You know, what a way to go out, right? That's good. Yeah. That's so. real good. Well, thanks for letting us take over your podcast again. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you, Dustin. It was a pleasure. This and don't worry,
1: I am not going to hold the lack of the gold and black makeup against you. Oh, my gosh. You will always be my gold dust. <laughs>
0: okay. Gold dust. <laughs> um, I... Uh, Really appreciate you guys all listening and, um, I, and watching us on Facebook, and um, you know every time I come to the show, it just it brings back all the memories that I have had growing up in uh, in, in 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 fishing and. And just the, the simple thing that I talked about in the last show, you know, of just getting a, a little reel and a rotten reel, an ultralight combo, and a, and a you know, can full of night crawlers, you know, and just going out there is what I do with my son all the time, just to show him the simplicity that it doesn't have to be complicated, it doesn't have to be, you know, super sexy, it doesn't have to be any of that. It just, it just can be what it is, it just can be enjoyable. And there you go. Uh, that's great. Really nice. It just can be fishing. It just can be fishing. There, there it is. So thank you guys so much for watching, reading, and listening, and have an awesome day in the outdoors. Bye, guys.